guys. This is Zach. This is Stuart. And this is the Backward Super Show. This is a main show. This is episode 38. This yeah. is uh, the Matrix Trilogy. Whoosh. Or, whoa. Yeah, that's why I am just covered in leather. I've got leather pants. Oh, I thought you were shirt. going to the club after this. No, that, that's, no. Okay, all right, cool. Cool. It's well, I mean, it's dressing. you're dressing the part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about all three of the Matrix movies. Um, uh, that, that is a woe. <laughs> it's it's a woe. So this will so buckle in. That's right. Um, click click. So let's go ahead and start. So the first movie, yep, titled The Matrix, mm-hmm. came out in '99. Uh, it had a sixty-three million dollar budget. Oh. Um, the box office. What would you think the box office is for this? Um, a million. No, uh, a billion. No. no. Oh. Nah. Uh, this is before, like, billion-dollar thing. Oh, like, that okay. was, like, the purview of Star Wars. Oh. No. Um, so the box office for this is still pretty high. It's probably... It would be considered, if it were a Marvel movie, not great. Yeah. Um, it's uh, $463.5 million. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's... That's like a chunk half. of change, yeah. yeah. Especially because this movie did not have a whole lot of... It, it didn't have marketing. as much marketing behind it as the sequels, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes was 88%. Oh, okay. Cinema score was an A-. minus. Okay. Uh, which I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. Especially for the first one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the first one. I, yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed watching it. I remember I enjoyed watching it as a young kid, and then I also enjoyed, like, rewatching it. It's, you know... Mm-hmm. It's got its cheesy moments, but, like, it's actually a pretty good, you know, story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so in uh, 2012, this is actually, I think this is the third movie to do this uh, that we've covered. But in uh, 2012, it was added to the National Film Registry. Oh, okay. Um, It also won four Academy Awards. Oh, cool. Um, It won for film editing Okay, yeah. Uh, I special can see that. effects editing. Yeah. Visual effects. Like the slowdown and the like bullet dodging. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then sound. Um, and this is all despite being up against the Phantom Menace. Oh, ooh. It was up wow. against Phantom Menace in all four of those categories and it won. Wow. That so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the story of this actually starts in nineteen ninety four. Um the Wachowskis pitched uh, the script for a movie called Assassins to Warner Brothers. Um, Lorenzo de Bonaventure was the president of production at the time, and he bought it and two other films um, mm-hmm. from the Wachowskis. Uh, he bought Bound, uh, which is a movie... I've, I've seen it a while ago. It's huh. I've never heard of it. It's kind of a... It's like a drama heist type movie. Uh, very low budget. And uh, mm. The Matrix. Um... Now, sci-fi, other than Star Wars and Star Trek, although yeah. really with films it would be would have been Star Wars at the time, um, didn't do very well. So Warner Brothers was kind of skeptical. Um, yeah, yeah. The especially with the Wachowskis, uh, not to mention not just the genre, but also with the Wachowskis in general. Um, yeah, their last two movies, um, one did Assassins did kind of eh. Mm-hmm. And then one did really bad. Oh, um, no. So, uh, they they were kind of not really excited to spend uh, $60 million on a sci-fi movie with difficult special effects. Yeah. Um, and so reliant on philosophical ideas. So, the Wachowskis, to combat this, hired uh, Jeff Darrow and Steve Scrochi. Um Scrooge I don't know how to pronounce the name. I've only read it. Huh. Um, I do not know who these people are. Uh, they did Rusty the Robot and Ecto Kid, respectively. Uh, they're comic Still don't artists. Know. Oh. Um, but they drew a 600-page shot-by-shot storyboard. Oh, that's cool. Um, which did win over the studio. Okay. Um, the principal cast and crew uh, had required reading from their Wachowskis to work on this. They... Uh, they were to read Jean Baudrillard's Simulacra and Simulation. Okay. Um, and then recommended two other works theorizing the development of machine social systems using concepts of evolutionary biology. Jeez. Wow. I, 
<laughs> That's a big ask. Yeah. Like, I like occasionally some, like, navel-gazing pretentious stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a big ask to expect anyone to read. Books. I wonder how how many people actually read that. Um, apparently Keanu Reeves did all of it. You know, he seems like the kind of guy who would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, for the the Wirefu, um, Yuan Wu-Ping developed styles for each character based on the actor's strengths during their physical training. Oh, that's so, cool. So, uh, there's lots of training inju- injuries on this. Um, yeah. Hugo Weaving had to... He, he plays Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to have hip surgery after an accident on set. Oof, God. Um, the typeface for code... Uh, was specially designed. Yeah, because like Matrix. that that's not code. That's, no, that's yeah. not code. It's it's gibberish, but it's specifically engineered gibberish yeah. because they wanted to have a certain look. And that's cool. Yeah, I that's classic for like the Matrix where you can see those like characters, those green characters like dripping like down, dripping down the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then for the world for special effects, they kind of they they designed a. Uh, kind of a crumbling, falling apart world for the ship design. Okay, yeah. Um, like everyone's dressed in gray and like burlap sacks. Yeah, and I thought the ship design was really cool that it had like repulsors on the yeah. entire the of the ship. Right. That you know it kind of uh, it moved through tunnels and uh, I really enjoyed like kind of the world building in the first movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, now, during the actual production, um, it was 118 days of filming. Wow. Wow. Is um, that... That's pretty long. That's a little bit long. Um, so, a lot of the... A lot of the visual f- effects in this were done either Post. in camera or in... in uh, act, the, so, basically, in camera... There's a little bit of CG in it, but a lot of it is, like, scale models and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, So, for, you know, for a movie like this, 118 days is kind of long. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, my God, that's forever. Like, usually Mm. a film shoot is 60 to 90 days. Yeah. So, I mean, it's in there. It's about a third of the time more is is another way of looking at it. Or a quarter of the time more. Um. The bullet time slow-mo references um, took... So, (laughs) to give you an idea, if you're shooting digitally, um, a shot will will consist of... uh, Or the camera is doing 30 frames per second Uh for digital video. For film, uh, it's 24 frames per second. Okay. Yeah. The slow-mo bullet time shots are 12,000 frames per second. Whoa! They, yeah, like that's, they're basically using phantom uh, high speed cameras, like that's which awesome. is what like MythBusters does. Yeah, but they they built them in concentric rings yeah. so that they could digitally go in and so shift they could the perspective. The, yeah, yeah. That that iconic scene of uh, Neo dodging the bullet. Yeah, uh, like and the, you have that pan that turn around his body. Yeah, yeah. So like that that's probably one of the more time-consuming ones, even though the the cameras are working very, very quickly. Well, and that kind of became its own genre itself. Oh, yeah, like in video games. In video games, yeah. used it a lot. Um, So video games ended up having, like, these features when you're doing, like, first-person shooters or third-person shooters where you could slow down the time, and most of it credits the idea from the matrix so, yeah like yeah. max Payne mm-hmm. um specifically yeah. has a bullet time mode yeah and so it's um, it's really interesting that like that one concept kind of bled into a lot of other media which is yeah. really cool yeah. well and and so one of the things i liked at the time because i was probably 13 or 14 when this came out uh-huh. um the industrial proto new metal soundtrack yeah in it um, God. <laughs> I was watching this movie and I was like, oh wow, I know that song. I know that song too. And it's like, okay, I looked up the soundtrack and it's Rammstein, yeah. Rage Against the Machine, Ministry, Meat Beat Manifesto, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie. Yeah, I think this is how I became familiar with Rammstein. Yeah. Is through this movie. 
Um, apparently, their pyrotechnics is fantastic. Oh yeah, their singer has to to for them to perform in America with all the fire stuff they do. Um, their singer is the one that um, that does a lot of it. Yeah, and it's because he's a certified pyrotechnician. Oh, which is why he's like, yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna have this rig where I have fire on my hands. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> um, so the Wachowski showed. Uh, the producer for this film, Joel Silver, uh, Ghost in the Shell, and wanted to said they wanted to do that for real. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this weird mishmash of religion and philosophy in this. Yeah, with like Zion and everything. Yeah, I mean, I had to look it up. Like, I my first semester in college, I was like, I'm gonna be a philosophy major, and so I like I read a lot of the like introductory works, like nothing. Yeah, super super deep, but like. I couldn't tell where a lot of this was being pulled from, so I had to look it up, and a lot of it is pulled from Christian Gnosticism, yeah. Buddhism, okay. Hinduism, Descartes, Plato, and Kant. Oh, okay, wow. Um, which makes sense with all the, the um, simulation and simulacra. Like, yeah. pulling from Plato and Kant makes sense. Yeah, just of, like, what um, is an individual. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um and I know I couldn't find any reference notes for this, but I remember when this movie came out. Um, I I read somewhere I can't remember if it was in like a Fangoria or or a uh, another music and movie thing, like maybe a Rolling Stone article or whatever when this came out. But yeah. I want to say that there was some amount of of money that they spent on you know the first opening scene where like Trinity is in the um, that room oh, and yeah. gets away from the cops and gets away from the, the, agents. the agents yeah um, so the studio originally gave them like between 5 and 15 million dollars to do this entire movie yeah and so they spent all of that money on that one scene <laughs> as kind of a proof of concept yeah. and convinced the studio to give them more money. Give them more money. <laughs> I don't know how factually accurate that is or what the numbers are, but it, I feel like it speaks a lot as to why that scene in particular feels much different from the rest of the movie. Yeah, like that, that section always yeah. stood out to me as being, it feels like it's separate from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, also, it's I don't know if you noticed this, but like I, I noticed for the first time rewatching these, uh, you know when she jumps across the roof and smashes through the window, mm-hmm. and she's on her back and she's like, "Get up, get up!" and and she has her guns pointed at the window. Yeah. When her when it cuts back to her her like point of view where she's like at the foot of the steps pointing guns at this window, waiting for this agent to come through. Yeah. Um. There's a light swinging as if it's been hit, mm-hmm. but where it is in the shot, there's no way that anything, even glass that would have broken when she came through, would have touched this lamp. Like it's totally there just for aesthetics. Oh, okay. like swinging around. Like there was yeah. no way it would have been hit. Also, I think it's swinging side to side. Where if it was touched, it would be swinging Same. back and yeah. forth. They, there's um, a lot of visually like stunning um effects in this movie yeah and it's not even like digital effects it's a lot of like choreography as well as like film framing yeah like i remember like one of the big things was when they were down in the lobby with all like the pillars and everything and uh they get into that gun that epic gunfight yeah um just when they're walking and the framing it's it's really good. I mean, it's... It borrows... You can tell it borrows a lot from Hong Kong exa- gun yeah. cinema. Yeah. With, uh, like, um... John Woo. And, uh, that fat... Fei... Something... Some Fae Fat. He's in Hard Boil. Chai um, Fat. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Yeah. You can see that it's a lot of, like, gum fu. It's a lot of just kung fu. And, um... Well, so the lobby scene that you're talking about, mm-hmm. when I was watching it... Like, as a kid, I was just like, this, this movie's awesome. Yeah. That seems so cool, right? Um, watching it as an adult and knowing a little bit more about how, like, movies are put together and stuff. Yeah. Um, that scene, to me, seems like it would have taken forever yeah. to shoot. Because, so, the floor and the ground is all either, like, a dark green or a black, right? Yeah. 
and the pillars are all white. Yeah. So it's not CG when they're the pillars are exploding. Like yeah, there's little shaped little, like, charges in yeah. it to make it look like guns are hitting it. Mm-hmm. So all this plaster's going everywhere. Yeah. So if you have to reset the scene, yeah. you have to re like wheel in a new pillar, pillar yeah. clean out everything so it looks pristine, yeah. and then do the shot. Do again. the shot, yeah, which it would be <laughs> so insane. But you get that like visual that like those specks, those like white specks, as if it was snowing or something like that. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, which is they very just... reminiscent of East Asian cinema. Yes, like yes. especially in action scenes. Um, yeah, where they just have, like, the particles or, like, doves or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, there was a great, uh, like, gumfu shootout in, I think it was Hard Boiled, where they're in a market, and it's just, like, chickens going everywhere and, like, yeah, little that's birds in yeah, yeah, cages. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in this weird restaurant where, like, they just had a bunch of birds and bird cages, and it's really kind of interesting what kind of shot you can get when you have those particular um like particles or items in that scene yeah which is always really cool and just like i again i watched it when i was young when it first came out and i thought it was just awesome like you know you've got like the super sci-fi action adventure and you know both me and zach are big nerds we yeah. enjoy um i assume you enjoyed sci-fi when you were a oh, young kid yes, so yes, this absolutely. was just like right up our alley and re-watching it like it still hits some of those feelings and stuff of just like oh that's really cool like um it would be interesting to like download things into your mind and whatnot oh yeah i think it's hilarious how he like like shakes in the chair and is just like i know kung fu and he's like show me and yeah. then they load up the dojo program yeah um that seems really really cool yeah i, I know I love these. so there are like some people say oh there's a couple of plot holes and stuff like that have you do you know some of these plot holes like uh yeah i think it's like when cypher is meeting with the agent agent like how is he like in. yeah and, you know, I just don't I don't think, think it detracts they're... from the rest of the movie, though. I yeah. feel like that's one of those things that people, like, list as being a big problem with the movie, quote-unquote, because they want to be disagreeable and yeah. talk about, like, how smart they are that they notice this. And it's like, but does I... it take away from the rest of the movie, Yeah, though? because no. when I was a kid, never occurred to me. Like, yeah. you know, and just re-watching it, it doesn't take me out of anything it's like oh, okay whatever you figure it's that a way out scene like basically yeah. it it's a way for them to show that he has justification in his betrayal where he's well, like yeah like otherwise it comes from nowhere mm-hmm. and there's no really no other way to show like everything that all the the picture that they've painted of everyone who is out of the matrix mm-hmm. is that everyone is doing it and they're resistance fighters or whatever but doing that with Cypher shows, like, There's maybe some... you're happy you're back in the Matrix. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't want to live in this world. Yeah. Like, and that's that's a perfectly understandable reason. I wouldn't want to be in the real... Like, if I knew that, that we were in a simulation and the real world <laughs> really? was as shitty as that... Really? Sign me the fuck up for staying in the Matrix. Because, like, I do not want to be in that hellscape. Yeah. Mm-mm. I will say, um, and then there's also the thing about, like, oh, humans don't output that much energy to become batteries or why don't they just use cows because cows have more like you know energy um that i like that they actually answer that in the animatrix it's uh one of the stories that they talk about i haven't seen that in at least oh, 10 years yeah the animatrix um it's it's really good it's about like how the first development of ai and then how humans just kind of go overboard and like start destroying things but end up destroying their own um world it's it's really good it's it's a very oh no i've seen it yeah. it's just been 10 years since yeah. i've seen it at least but yeah yeah i do like that you know they do kind of shore up some of that stuff just so they're like fine look here this is the reason yeah uh but going back to the actual first one yeah it was i i really enjoy it it's a great movie um you know, a lot of the concepts are super cool. Like, it's 
interesting. Like that was the first time that that concept was introduced to me when I was a younger kid. Of like, is reality actually reality? Yeah, and it's a such a complex like thought process. Like even even whatever side you're on, it's a good just like mental sort of. Uh, I guess uh, challenge or mental um, exercise. Yeah. Of just like challenging yourself is reality reality, and I can definitely see where they were pulling it from, like philosophical books and things along those lines. Well, you know what? One of the funnier, not funnier scenes to me. Rewatching this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, ha ha ha! Is when. He when Neo and Morpheus are sparring with uh-huh. Kung Fu when he says show me and they're sparring and Morpheus asks him how I beat him and he goes you're you're faster than me you're stronger than me or whatever and he like the point he's making is that it's all in your head yeah right and so the way he does that I mean yeah he explicitly says it but if you notice during the fight, there are no shots of Morpheus breathing. And he asks Neo the question, do you think that's air you're breathing? Like, yeah. you're in a simulation. You don't yeah. have to breathe. You don't have to like, breathe. But you you're don't doing have... it. Like, you're, you're, you're restricting yourself based on thinking this is real. It's not real. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> I didn't know that he wasn't breathing. Yeah, yeah if you rewatch it. Because like, yeah. I, I forgot that he had that exchange. And so I went back mm-hmm. and... Yeah, he's talking and like going ah, or right, but there's no shots of him explicitly breathing, and like Keanu Reeves doing it is like getting like, out of breath. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's how you shape the reality. Since it's not reality, it's a computer program and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it was just a really cool concept, and it's still a really cool concept. Like, oh yeah. I don't, you know. Yes, there have been movies that have dived into AI and computer simulations and stuff like that, but this one really was like one of the first ones that kind of questioned my uh, my sense of reality. Like, you know, it put out that whole question, are you living in a computer simulation? Which is, you know, interesting. Or is reality actually reality? Right. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it was cool to do it with, like, a sci-fi action because it's not, like, a philosophical movie at all. Or not, it is a philosophical movie, but it's not, like, lingering on, like, oh, it's going to be super slow and we're going to talk about these concepts. It's action-packed. Like, it has you at the edge of your seat for the majority of the movie. Like, there's a couple of, you know, moments where you get some downtime when they're on the ship kind of talking building um character but a lot of it's very action oriented yeah yeah um yeah no i i i think that this is probably one of the better sci-fi movies of the 20th century yeah i would say yeah i think it's definitely Um, a defining uh movie of especially for the time yeah yeah especially like and a lot of people have done like rip-offs and there's been like so many memes and everything along those lines yeah Yeah. i can't tell you how many times people were referencing which pill do you take and stuff like that yeah Yeah. that's one thing that like especially with like red pill communities now like that's it's an explicit reference to the matrix and that's one that i'm just like why did you assholes have to take something that was kind of cool and make it your like? Why did you monsters have to do that? But and even like the style, like everybody's dressed up and they look super cool, super and, goth, yeah. super industrial, and it's I I don't know. It just it was firing on all cylinders. Well, it's for... funny to me the um all the drives they use are all floppy drives. Yeah. <laughs> because I, it's 99. Like, yeah. that's what they would have been using. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, very few computers actually did. But then again, no one was really focusing on, like, the tech or, like... No, but, yeah, because yeah, it's it's not a huge thing. But, like, I, I just... I like retro technologies and far future sci-fi things. Like, yeah. 
It's why I like the the weird Blade computer Runner. screens yeah. in yeah, like Blade Runner or the weird computer screens in like Star Trek or yeah. old Godzilla movies where they're like it's it's like a radar array and yeah. it's like why why is what are you watching for? What are you? Why do you have? That why is it up? just a? Blip? It's just a big yeah. blip. It's <laughs> just that's that's just what's on the computer screen. Yeah, it's to show that it's science and technology. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's also a really good like they have a lot of interesting characters on there. Um, in the Matrix, um, everybody that was aboard what was their ship called? I forget what their ship was called. Oh, the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, again, another reference to... Uh, uh, it's a king in the Bible. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but everybody on the ship was really, like, interesting. Like, you know, they did build up some of those uh, character arcs, and it was really cool to sort of see that. Yeah. And then um, just, like, the agents and stuff were also interesting. Um yeah, all in all, I really enjoyed this movie, and I still enjoy this movie. Uh, and it was super cool, like, spoilers, but again, this came out in 1999, so hopefully you've seen it. Yeah, even the end was super cool when he became the one and everything, yeah. where he was like, oh, I see the actual code and everything, and he was jumping into agents. Um, that was really amazing and uh i thought that was really cool then he flies then he the flies end. off yeah really like cool. a superman <laughs> like because he's like the uberman he's yeah. superman uh gravity you know is a a concept that he is beyond yeah yeah um and then i remember everybody started coming out with their fat fan theories yeah and stuff like that yeah because it was a while between the sequels it was a while between the sequels yeah um do you know you remember some of the fan theories and stuff like that i don't okay maybe you know more about this so yeah like what what were some of the fan theories so there were some of the fan theories that like that there was a a second matrix where there was a Mm. a matrix for everybody who believed or who didn't know about that but then people believed that they were out of the Matrix, but they were still in the Matrix, so it was like a layered Matrix. So what I'm hearing is that the Wachowskis took that idea <laughs> and ran with it. No, there is no second... Is there a second Matrix? Yes! That's my interpretation of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's not specific. I mean, they don't explicitly say it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's like a second Matrix where, you know, nobody's like, you know, the people know about the Matrix, but they're still in a Matrix, but they have that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the second one ends up getting kind of weird. The second Matrix? The second one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, the second one, um, you ready to move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is Matrix Reloaded. Came out in 2003 mm-hmm. on May 15th. And I specify that because they released the second and third one in the same calendar year. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, because they had filmed it. They all... filmed it as one film and yeah. then Broke chopped it, it in half. Um, the budget for Reloaded was $150 million. Okay. So almost three times as much as the first one. Yeah. Um, how much do you think the box office was? Uh, I'll go with, uh, we'll go with $600 million. $742 million Oh, okay. Getting up office. close to so that billion. close to that billion. Yeah. It was one of the first, like, Oh, oh, is this is going, it going to be, to be time? Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 73%. Yep. Um, 97% of the set materials were recycled. Um, okay. This was I mean, yeah. per Keanu Reeves' request. Oh, that's nice. Um, wood for this was actually sent to Mexico after, after the filming of the sequels. Yeah. Um, wood was sent to Mexico for low-income housing. Oh. So they were... That's doing, really cool. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Um... Keanu Lord. Reeves is a pretty okay he's guy. He's a really yeah. good dude. Yeah. Um, we love you, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I think he saved the internet. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not all of it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. good portion of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Wachowskis wanted to outdo the visual effects of their last film. Mm. So they did something called the Burly Brawl, which is when Neo fights that hundred those hundred Agent Smiths in oh, the basketball yeah. court. It looked cool at the time, but it has not aged not well. Aged, no, and a lot of that has to do with the original movie had so many like live practical, action practical yeah. effects and yeah. in camera effects that the second one they started using a lot more CG. Um, yeah. It, you know, the the burly brawl was designed because bullet time was no longer sufficient as like a. Whoa, Whoa! Like that's I think, super cool. Did you yeah. ever see House of the Dead directed by Uva Boll? No. There's a bullet time scene in it oh, where really? they use a similar rig to mm-hmm. get all of that to yeah. make it look like a video game. And so, like when people like Uva Boll have reconstructed how to do your special effect, like yeah, you're you gotta get a new gimmick. Yeah, and their um, new gimmick was a bunch of CG. Uh, yeah, well, and a lot of that has to do with this is kind of the first movie to, to do this. It's a virtual cinematography. Hmm. Um, it was kind of figured out. This was kind of the beginning of where they were figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Um, it allows for just gigantic CG set pieces. Um, yeah, I remember. Kind of like, like Marvel movies. My, yeah. Marvel does a lot of virtual cinematography. I remember, I think it was. I'm not sure if it, it was this one or the next one, but doesn't it start with, like, a rave and the, um... It doesn't start with it, but it is in the second one. When yeah. When have that, that uh, orgy rave. Yeah, at Zion. Yeah. That, that was a digital uh, set piece. Yeah, it was a shot constructed... Like, it was stitched together digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like, they did shoot lots of people moving at the same time, but they duplicated it in... Yeah, CG just filled to, it up to, because yeah, it was like a huge look, cavern. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, other thing that I found was that originally Rooksop was offered to create the soundtrack for this, but they turned it down. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I wonder why. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, critics really did not like the dialogue in this movie. Yeah. The Metacritic for this is a 6.8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. uh, a lot of people felt that it there, there were too many unresolved subplots. Uh, did not like the cliffhanger ending. Yeah, I did not like which it I can either. see. Um, again, this goes well. So this goes back to what you were saying about the fan theory about there being a second second, second matrix. matrix. Yeah. The reason I feel that way is because in this movie, when he talks to the architect, yeah, who is probably one of the most frustrating characters. Yeah, him. like his really... his monologue in this movie is. so so insufferable yeah it really is um but because there were so many other neos in the past Mm -hmm. like that to me is why oh there's a second second matrix Matrix. yeah and also when he comes out like at the very end when he just like puts his hand up like with an agent and just stops the the sentinel the squiddy yeah um he's got powers in the real world yeah um, but then again, maybe it's just people have powers in the real world. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could make the argument that because that because robot is in the is connected in some way to, to the something Matrix. that runs the Matrix, yeah. you could affect it. But don't forget, also, an Agent Smith from the Matrix. He makes his way out of it. Out of it, it, it like basically takes over a human being. But you know us. In the Matrix, which I, I like that, like the guy that's like cutting himself because it's like, what is reality? But again, um, it's the whole like, how human are you? Because in the Matrix, humans have all of these like robotic parts, robotic connecting parts that allow them to connect to the Matrix. So like, your brain is probably like fifty percent computer, and that's why Agent Smith can sort of control you. So I'm not like a hundred percent behind. Like, oh, it's a second Matrix, and that's why sure. um, Neo can do all of these things outside the Matrix. But it does make for a good fan fan theory, and I can see the arguments for both sides as well. But yeah, it does kind of get a little uh, frustrating with the dialogue. Um, I do like yeah. 
their justification on why the Oracle looks different because the actress passed away. Yes, the actress passed away. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, I've got to change forms to, like, evade people and stuff like that. I thought that was a good way of just kind of, like... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Instead of pretending like it didn't happen or anything along those lines. Exactly. So that's nice. But, yeah, again, this movie was a bit more difficult to rewatch the second time around. Like, I remember seeing it in... See, I, I feel like it's... Um, of the two sequels, it is infinitely more rewatchable because it's more yeah, no. action-packed. I didn't say that the third one's great either. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like, I remember watching this as a kid and, like, oh, that's awesome. And then I rewatched it. I was like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's fine. Well, I like the uh, the chase scene when they when they get the key maker. Yeah. Um, and they leave the Merovingians and they're on the highway. Yeah. And the agents are chasing them. And they have that sword fight on top of the truck. Yeah, like, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's, it's very cool aesthetically but it doesn't it doesn't like move along the plot no it's not yeah and again like there are cool like the um other programs like the two uh twins the like white dread twins yeah well i they're super cool the mirror of like the mirror of engine is an interesting although it's it's really creepy that he like remotely gives a, a, another bot an orgasm and then gets a blowjob in the bathroom from it. like yeah that's creepy and weird yeah. like they could have left that out um <sighs> it was just like as an adult watching that i'm just like okay uh, this i don't know how i feel about this yeah. this, uh, this doesn't seem cool um this doesn't seem Pivotal to the plot. <laughs> this, yeah, it does not seem relevant at all to the yeah. plot. Um, but I like the, like, he 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 has um, bodyguards that are basically like ghosts and vampires and yeah, stuff. They're because, programs because he's manipulated them. Well, no. So they're they're from older versions of the Matrix. Yeah. So the, like they're monsters. They're literally monsters that were what agents used to be. Yeah. And they're no longer used that way. <laughs> Yeah, which and I thought so was cool, like that's yeah. a really cool way yeah. of being like, yeah, that's why these guys go ghosty sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and that's a super cool concept. And like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed this movie. I just I don't know if I would rewatch it again. But yeah. it it's you know again, I do feel like they kind of left, um, they kind of left their psycho or uh, their. Oh, what am I trying to say here? I think that they weren't exploring a lot of the philosophical or psychological um, themes that they explored in the first one. This is definitely more of like a, a Hong Kong action set piece type. Yeah, yeah. And, and it didn't have that like sort of spirit that the first one had where, sure. um, you know, the it was the big reveal of, oh, there's a Matrix, and then it got you thinking. Like, the first one definitely made me think and feel a lot more than the third or the second one did just because i felt like they had more space to explore those kind of philosophical ideas and then the second and third one you're just trying to make an action movie yeah yeah um anything else on the second one uh yeah the ending really kind of sucks just living on that cliffhanger when you get stabbed and it's like what happened? It's like, oh, okay. And here's... then, like, he's he's sort of seen the Matrix in the real world now. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Again, there's a second Matrix. Maybe, or maybe he's just the one. Maybe he's the Superman. Yeah, but they reset everything. They they do. Yeah. Okay. Well. Who so, knows? So. Okay, guys, that, that, that's it. That's the end of the show. There's no more Matrix movies. Bye. See ya. No, no uh, there's a third one. There's, there's a, a third, third one. one. Uh, the Matrix Revolutions. Um, yeah, a revolution something. It, yeah. Um, How much? So the budget for this one was between 110 and $150 million. Wow, so it was more than... Uh, it was about the same as the last one. Oh, okay. Um, the box office for this... Care to take a guess? 
I'm going to guess 400 million. Closer. It's 427.3 million. Yeah, not good. Yeah, it came out the same calendar year, like I was saying. The, the, so Reloaded came out May 15th of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Revolutions came out in uh, November on November 5th of 2003. <laughs> uh, the Rotten Tomatoes is 36%. Whew. Uh, cinema score... Gives it a B. A B, really? So people walking out of this movie said that they felt like it was a B. Wow. Ugh. The Metacritic for this one was 47 out of 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also... It, it's the first live-action feature uh, released in both standard format and IMAX at the same time. Okay, Usually cool. it's either coded down from IMAX or coded up to IMAX. Yeah. Um, huh. uh, it's filmed at the same time as Reloaded, like you said. So, like, Marvel does that yeah. now with, with Endgame with and Infinity there. War. They, they did that. Um, the OST for this movie is almost all score. There's no source tracks um, huh. except for one. It's the... I think it's the Rage Against the Machine track that ends most of them okay um the uh the critics called this anticlimactic um yeah not finding closure to the story generally dissatisfied with a film that has its philosophy take a backseat to its visual effects yeah and again i felt like the third one and the second one didn't explore that like ideology those philosophy like uh, themes that the first one did, and that's why the first one was so successful. Yeah, the third one, they, um, the, I mean, it ends with the architect literally meeting the Oracle on a bench and them talking about how they've restarted the Matrix, right? Like they've rebooted it, basically. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cop out. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I say I think that there's a second, a second Matrix. Matrix. Um, I don't, yeah. It's it does a little bit more world building. There's like I've said with the Hobbit movies before, though. Like you know, the third one has literally forty five minutes of straight battle scene, which means they didn't have enough story. Yeah. There's, I would if I had to hazard a guess, I would say at least thirty minutes of the um, machine army attacking Zion. Yeah, I remember that just being boring with, and like, the mecha suits the and mech everything. Suit, the mech suits look cool. There's interesting world building in the second and third one, but it it ultimately doesn't matter because they're just re- going to re Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Neo is this, like, Christ figure. Like, they literally have yeah, him. Yeah, he's Jesus Christ. He yeah. resurrects. Um, he's Jesus Christ and Superman. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say positive about this. I think I've said all there is that's positive about this one. If I'm being honest, it's, it's real tough to watch. Like when I was re like, I saw this movie in theaters. Yeah. Um, cause when I was a kid, I was like, man, that first matrix is awesome. And the second one, I was like, yeah, all right okay okay this is this okay all right because right. uh, you know i was a little bit older i was in high school and then i mean i was still in high school when the third one came out but yeah. i was just like with the third one i was like that that's that's it that's this uh, yeah that's the end of this that's very disappointing that's very disappointing yeah i mean and even they don't really do much with agent smith's like story arc either well like he basically becomes everyone in the matrix yeah yeah he just yeah like he just everybody sucks up everyone because he just duplicates himself like a virus yeah and okay um, so what happens like like yeah like what happens and, to the worry and, what happens to the people who he sucked up in the pods um i mean they reboot everyone yeah, I understand. Which again, that, like, like, there's a second matrix. Like, the 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 fight scene between him and Neo at the very so end is so stupid. like the CG in it is is bad, but it looks like because it's comic raining, book right? Movies would, it, it, it does. So it's cool when they like collide and actually hit each other because there's this yeah. 
shockwave where all the rain dissipates. Yeah. So it, visually it looks cool, but CG-wise it doesn't look great. Yeah. Granted, it's almost 20 years old as a piece True. of media. So, yeah. like, the special effects, I'm willing to, to give them. Yeah, but, like, there's no story in it. There's yeah, no, it's, like, there's... the original themes in it. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, flipping the switch and just rebooting everything, it's like, well, great. I invested all that time and um, everything's going to restart. Yeah. 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 I, I did not like it. Um, you know, I would not rewatch it um, again, and I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Really, if somebody was like, hey, I'm interested in The Matrix, I haven't seen any of The Matrixes, I would say, just watch the first one and maybe The Animatrix and call so, it a day. Because you really don't need to... Um, you only need to see the first one to get the majority of The Animatrix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the Animatrix, I think, was the one that bridged the gap between yes. the first and second. The first and second yeah. one, where it explores a lot more of the different themes and everything. And um, it, there are, in the stories, uh, a lot of exploring um, psychological and philosophy themes that the first one hits on as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, like there is a lot of other media. So, there's the Animatrix, like mm-hmm. you said, it's an anthology of anime. Um, there's Enter the Matrix. It's an action adventure type action fighting type game. Uh, I remember game. I played it yeah. um, on. I think I had it on GameCube. Okay, maybe PS2. I think it was GameCube huh. that I had it on. Um, the there was an MMO. Um, oh, was there called the Matrix Online? It's the official continuation of the story. Really? Yeah, it went from 05 to 09. I never played it. I never I, played I think it, it was PC only. Huh. I grew up in a Mac household. So. Yeah, but still, that's strange that they had an MMORPG. Yeah. What classes could you pick? Um, I think that they were like, it was like hacker and soldier and strange saboteur and yeah, like that's I weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was Matrix: The Path of Neo, which was an action adventure like RPG type game that was in 05. but everything pretty much stopped in oh nine. Yeah. Um, with the Matrix Online being pulled. Um, the In February of 2015, uh, while supporting uh, Jupiter Ascending, which that's another movie that the Wachowskis did that you might want to I don't think I've ever seen that one, Jupiter Ascending. It's okay. It's, um, in my opinion, it's, it's why it was the last uh, grasp for Hollywood to spend money on large budget sci-fi movies that were not like a star Marvel wars. movie or star wars yeah. um and it it flopped hard Ew. it's an interesting well and i'll, yeah. I'll get into that in the notes but um lily wakowski called the idea of returning to the matrix repelling because of the tendency of studios to green light sequels and reboots yeah uh lana wakowski had no idea if they were doing so and said the studios were probably looking to replace them mm-hmm um, in March of 2017, Warner Brothers estimated a relaunch with Zach, or, or established a relaunch with Zach Penn uh, writing it. He's a screenwriter. He wrote The Avengers, um, Ready Player One, and then X-Men Last Stand. Hmm. Okay. He's apparently also doing ROM Space Knight, Suicide Squad 2, and Booster Gold. They're making a Suicide Squad 2? Yes, James Gunn's directing it. Oh. Actually, I think this is old okay. now. I think James Gunn is directing and writing. He may be writing in conjunction with Zach Penn. Oh. It's a re- reboot. It's a It's a reboot. Oh. Movie. It has Harley I... Quinn in it, but it he because DC doesn't know what they they're doing and they Why call it 2 then? Yeah. People it, going it's to not. Think... They're, they're calling it oh. The Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. All right. Um DC basically has said that they're not doing an extended universe. Anymore. Okay. Like all of them are pretty much just just standalone. Standalone now. Interesting. Yeah. Um and uh, and this is also in March of 2017 uh when this is being reported. Uh and they're having Michael B Jordan starring in it. Uh he was um he was in Black Panther. Oh, was, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Killmonger. Yeah. Um 
Hollywood Reporter said that the Wachowskis and Joel Silver were not involved, but Warner Brothers would like to get, at minimum, a blessing of the Wachowskis. Which I find to be BS, because like when when has a studio wanted yeah. the blessing of someone that they own the rights to? Yeah, like, they're like... that's That seems like... Because what, if they don't give them their blessing, are they going to stop doing no. it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Zach Penn says that a reboot remake is not what he's doing, but exploring a new story in the established universe. Keanu Reeves has said he will only come back if the Wyskowskis are, are writing and directing. Oh. But earlier this year, and since I've taken these notes, um, there is a... It's unclear. It's called... They're call, calling it in during pre-production The Matrix 4. But there's nothing. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing that intrepid. says like they're not just doing either a reboot or whatever. Although Keanu Reeves is coming back, yeah, I think Lana Wachowski is the one Wachowski um, that's that's actually coming back. Yeah, it'd be interesting if Keanu Reeves is coming back as a main character or just sort of like a it's cameo. It's probably a side. cameo. I can't imagine him coming back as a main character. Yeah. Oh. Um, like maybe he's coming back as like the Morpheus type character. Yeah, where he's the mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um are are you gonna see it? What? Are you gonna see it? Uh, probably just because like I'm curious. Yeah, I'm not see going what to, they're gonna do. I'm probably not going to be like first in line. I might uh wait. I don't know, a couple or it of comes days. streaming or something, or you want to see it in theaters? No, I'll, I'll probably see it in theaters okay. if if it gets like good reviews or if my friends tell me, "Oh yeah, it was a good watch." Yeah. I'll, I'll probably see it. But if people are like, "Ah, it's shit," I won't see it. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's but I'm more. not going yeah. to be there on like opening night, standing in line in my leather costume or something like that. Uh, I will probably need somebody to give me a review of it before sure. I commit. What about you? Um, I'll probably wait for streaming. I I don't know how this will go because even if like let's say I go and see it and I say hey it's really good, would you go and see it then? Uh, do you care about my opinion? I do care about your opinion, but. I, I don't know if I want to spend the money to see it in theaters. Watch like, this breakup so, right here. This so, breakup <laughs> killing me. So it's not a lack of caring about other people's opinion. Yeah. It's I don't I don't want to reward them <sighs> for doing the same thing they've always been doing. I feel like Maybe they'll do something different. You don't ever know. Well like so this goes back to what I was saying about Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Is that I feel like the Wachowskis are very good at doing broad strokes ideas and creating worlds. Yeah. But I feel like the more granular they get, the more they screw it up. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like Jupiter Ascending could have been a cooler movie than it ended up being because they were trying to, like, just be as weird and crazy as they could. Yeah. I like Speed Racer. No one else does. I've never seen it. Oh, it's real good. I feel like the problem with that one is that they made a $100 million movie that was very, very anime, but it was live action. Yeah. And people who went to see it were expecting, like, a racing movie, but they have, like, crazy bullshit. Like, yeah. the I mean, car I've, doing I've cart seen, flip, cartwheels yeah. and stuff. I've and, seen the anime, and the car does crazy things. Mach 5 is, you've got all them buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. It it maintains the feel of the anime. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and other than that, the Matrix is what they've done. Like they did Sensate, which it's on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it. No. Um. It's so the first season is interesting. I haven't seen anything else. Uh, there were lots of people mad at it being canceled. Oh, okay. But my understanding of why it got canceled is completely understandable because they were filming on like in, like in this the show the idea is that that there are people who are connected psychically okay huh and can like use each other's skills but they're all spread out amongst like all over the world right yeah so rather than shooting on sets or anything they shot on location 
mm-hmm. because Netflix just gave them a, a lot of money. Just gave them, yeah. And I, I don't, and off the top of my head, I don't know the exact numbers, but say their budget for the season was $10 million. Yeah. They went over budget like five or six times Jeez. because they were shooting on Psych. like yeah and so i can see why amazon was like or not amazon um netflix, netflix. was yeah. like no, sorry sorry <laughs> you can't just blow through the budget like that and just like we're not hollywood yeah like uh. this is the budget you have to stick to it huh. <laughs> um it's interesting i i don't maybe i'll rewatch it i don't know yeah. um but yeah, no the the Wachowskis are interesting um, directors. Yeah, I I would be more interested to see what they would do if, or how how a movie would turn out if they were given like broad creative idea and then someone else who is maybe a better writer or better cinematographer or director was to take that, condense their world building stuff and then yeah. make a movie out of it. Yeah. I feel like they'd be good think, comic writers. Yeah, I think their big like um their big draw is when they do kind of get into that like philosophy and those like interesting um themes that really like make you think and everything along those lines. Yeah. Because those themes are present in all sorts of sci-fi. You can, you know, with like Ghost in the Shell, it talks about like souls and like what actually makes a human can you take away somebody's like humanity by adding so much machinery to a human body and things along those lines there's a lot of things they explore like are ais actually people um do they have souls and all that thing all that stuff and there's so many interesting concepts interesting like thinking pieces that you can uh dive into especially in sci-fi and everything. So maybe if they, like, I don't know, picked a topic or a theme to focus on and sort of made the movie around that and then added their own flair of, like, kung fu, karate sort of stuff, that would be an interesting um, movie, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um... Any final thoughts on on the Matrix or see the first one? Don't see the second or the third. I would say see the first one. Watch the second one. Maybe scrub through the third one if you're interested in how it ends, or you can just kind of make up your own ending to it. Yeah. Um, the problem I think is that the second and third were filmed as one movie, and they just like went whoop and yeah. chopped it in half. Yeah. Um. So that that about does it for this one, I think. Yeah. Um, Matrix. Man, I'm sweating in this leather. Yeah, why don't we get out of here? Um, <laughs> so, let's see. The next main show... Uh, let me pull up my calendar here so I can see our release schedule. Yeah. So, the current book club book is Catcher in the Rye. Oh, yeah. Um. We'll probably have a me, me, me next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 live action film. Yeah, the ones choice. with uh, the rubber suits. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll also have the in episode 40 will be Mindhunter. So go ahead and watch watch that and get back to us. <clears throat> um, sorry, my voice is going. Yeah. Um, it's a really good show. Um, yeah, there's only like 18 episodes because yeah, I need to start show. that. Yeah, you need to watch it. it. Yeah, you need to watch it. Um, yeah, I will watch it. I'll start watching it. Um, and uh, let's see. So yeah, um, we have several different shows. We have Mimi Me's. We have uh, and you can uh, check all of that out on our Facebook page. Yep, on uh, Back Row Super Shows, four separate words. Yep. Um, we have a nerd fight going on where we pit two IP properties against each other. Yeah, so and, check uh, that out. See who's more popular. It's kind of a popularity contest, but I treat it as a fighting video game. That's fine. I treat it as a popularity contest. Um, so treat it the way you want to treat it. And um, um, yeah, shoot us an email at backrowsupershow at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Uh, we're running prizes for the. Um, 
nerd fight that we do. We we have convent or uh, not convention. Well, we do have convention coverage, uh, but not for a while. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, yeah, the nerd fights where we cover the the nerd fights that are on Facebook. That's right. And we have a prize that we give to the randomly determined person who um either votes, shares, or likes and follows us. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's about it. So I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. As always, be kind, rewind, stay golden. Bye. Later.